0: Now, the media minister insists an exchequer funding model for RTE should be considered. Catherine Martin made the comment as she defended her handling of controversies at the broadcaster during dull statements. Uh, opposition TDs criticised her handling of the crisis. The media minister also appeared before the Oireachtas Media Committee, where the focus was on former RTE chair Shuni Rahalig's resignation. Uh, with me to chat about all of this is the independent Karush TD, Violet Anne Wynne. Violet Anne, a very good morning to you.
1: Good morning, Alan. Thanks for
0: having me on. No, thanks very much for joining us. And you were among those in the doll who were very critical of the minister. You highlighted all of what I'm sure plenty of people would uh, say are more serious issues going on in the background uh, to this, maybe overshadowed by the RTE saga. Um, yeah. it, 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 I, I sense the frustration from you, and I'm sure indeed those people who are suffering because of the other issues you brought up.
1: Absolutely. I made that point um, in my statement yesterday that there is a number of really important issues that are affecting uh, a lot of my constituents in County Clare that aren't getting um, enough, I suppose, uh, attention because um, the government's focus uh, has been fixated on the RTE debacle and the fact that they have not been able to get a handle of this situation. This has been unfolding now for the last number of months um, and it, it, there is a level of of major frustration there on my behalf, considering we have um, had significant developments here in, in County Clare, considering the, the CEO of the UL Hospitals Group uh, is no longer there and has been replaced. You know, so things like that and the huge increases that we've had in terms of the homeless figures that um, have been announced in the, the last number of days. And just to also remember that those num- numbers that are cited are only actually people who are accessing emergency Emergency accommodation and it does not in any way um, paint the true reality of uh, the, the true reflection of homelessness in this country so yes I'm, I'm really really frustrated at this point in time and just with the consistent um, new developments and new information coming out just proves uh, and points to the fact that the government still have not been able to get a handle on this situation uh, and get it resolved in any way shape or form.
0: I'm while Violet and- some of the issues you mentioned there people will be frustrated that RTE's is the, the issue that's grabbing the headlines RTEs and what is going on there is still extremely important it is our national broadcaster and uh, Catherine Martin is facing a lot of criticism uh, from plenty of others besides yourself in the Dáil yesterday and elsewhere. She's been criticised for her hands off approach when a sleeves up approach uh, is needed uh, to tackle the situation. She was accused as well and we'll, touch, we'll get to this in just a moment her appearance on primetime where she yeah. failed to express confidence in the now former chair of Ortiz Shuni Rahelig that she was accused of throwing a grenade in, in se- instead of steadying the ship do you think she has been a bit too uh, before? just even before we get to the, the primetime appearance has she been too hands off when a sleeves up approach was needed to really get in there and down and dirty to sort this out
1: yeah, and I think there is um, a number of uh, people involved or in characters, I would call them, that had their part to play. And I think specifically since last Thursday, the chair of the board has resigned. Now all of the key figures that were involved in the initial committee meetings um, that happened before the summer recess have now stepped away from the stage. It is essential that Shuan does not now join the cast of characters here who feel like they have no more responsibilities. I think we now have more questions and answers and I do not accept the idea that once somebody resigns or retires that they're no longer questionable or held to account for what they were involved in or part of before they left. I think that's a ludicrous assumption and that needs to be corrected because at the heart of this is as you've rightly mentioned Alan the squandering of massive amounts of public money and this is in the middle of a cost of living crisis so it's absolutely disgraceful and I do want to mention the number of staff in RTE that I have spoken to over the period of time that this has been unfolding that have had a completely different experience in in terms of even trying to secure long term contracts and their workers rights which points to in my eyes a mindset of a huge level of arrogance at the top of RTE and I think it's important to point out that while this saga has unfolded over the last number of months there is community radio stations here in Clare for example RCB in Kilkee who are struggling financially because they get a tiny amount of financial support from government and for the 17 community radio stations that we have here in Ireland they can now only avail of one stream of sound and vision funding so that's a huge issue that needs to be sorted out but it won't get the attention that it deserves while we are continuously processing new negative information um but these issues do need to be ironed out um but i i've no uh, confidence that that is what's going to happen with the department fixated on the scandal in rte and
0: you know Catherine martin is facing a lot of criticism for a uh, not just say, uh, failing to express confidence in Shuni Nier- yeah. Rallig on primetime but actually agreeing to go ahead with the appearance but before I get your thoughts on that can you understand her sense of frustration though because uh, of Miss Niralig's Nier- failure to recollect her role in approving the exit package for Richard Collins Ortiz, former CFO Chief Financial Officer yeah. and you know Minister Martin has claimed that Ms. Niralig Nier- indicated she would Resigned last week, and she told the Rockdale Media Committee that Shuni Rallig suggested she would walk away if she received a letter seeking a, a yeah. meeting. And this letter was one in which Catherine Martin was going to express her disappointment. And maybe you know, not being able to do that, she said, thought to herself, "Well, I'll, I'll, I just won't express confidence in her on TV." I, albeit that was, I think, a lot of people agree, an effective sacking.
1: I think, look, the former chair was the only person involved in this fiasco that wasn't taking a massive salary and instead had a genuine non-financial dedication to public service broadcasting. But notwithstanding that, she passed on the same piece of incorrect information to the minister twice before correcting herself. And that doesn't happen in everyday life. So, you know, you can't pay for something in the shop and have somebody shortchange it twice. Can I just ask you,
0: Violet, And just on that point. Maybe going forward, Uh, the next head of the RTE board should it be someone with a financial a background in finance or corporate governance rather than from an arts background maybe they would have a better handle on a scenario like this
1: Possibly that could make a difference, but I don't think it was a lack of knowledge or experience or expertise that caused this issue. It definitely seems like there was more at play from how we've seen the information unfold. Um, Look, regardless of anything else, the relationship between the minister and the former chair had fundamentally broken down. Um, And as far as I can see, it was most likely irreparable by last Thursday evening. Um, The chair was threatening to resign anyway, as you've pointed out mm. yourself Alan, so the Minister by doing prime time was just making sure that she wasn't prolonging the inevitable and that's that's the way I see it. I think there is a certain amount of negligence of every, on everyone's part here and I think it's important to point out that as well there is a former Secretary General of the Department here who there seems to have been communication issues and let, let's not forget that the DG was sitting beside the former Chair when she gave the Minister this incorrect information and while she was the person who chaired the remuneration committee, he was the one who actually signed off on the payments Um, and then with the the minister, like these ministers have advisors, they have officials and in Minister Martin's department she actually has a broadcasting unit so it seems from where I'm standing that the media committee have a much more clear handle on this situation than the minister does and that's incredibly worrying and concerning Um, this is an incredibly well paid person with a full staff who are also extremely well paid and yet none of the eight people in that room were in a position to correct what the former chair had said. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous and that's that's a hard pill to follow, to be honest.
0: Should Catherine Martin have changed her mind and rode back on her decision to appear on primetime and from what you have heard her say in her defence and her explanation of what has unfolded in recent times, uh, both in the Dáil and the Oroctus Media Committee. Do you think she should remain in situ? She certainly has said her focus is on putting Ortiz on a sure footing, or do you think she should resign?
1: Well, I think there's a cautionary tale here about ministers and whether the fact that neglecting to say whether you have confidence in someone is the same as saying that you have no confidence in someone. Because here in this part of the world, I recently, you know, asked the Minister for Health to state his confidence in the CEO of UL Hospitals Group, um, which is something I do every few months. And the reply that he gave this time was much more confrontational than the usual blah, blah, blah. then a few days later as broken by yourselves on Claire FM, she goes on leave and there is an acting CEO in her place so every step that Catherine Martin makes in this saga is setting a precedent for her colleagues and for ministers in the future and I've also seen this ardent defense of the former Secretary General in the department who has now retired and to be honest I'm not too sure if I buy it she was the person in the middle between the minister and the chair and now has also retired so we may never hear her side but from where I'm sitting she failed to communicate something to the Minister um, that the Chair told her about these exit packages in October and don't forget Alan we've been here before something very similar happened in 2014 between the Minister for Justice the Taoiseach and the Garda Commissioner where the Secretary General of that department knew something that the others did not and that communication breakdown resulted in the resignation of the uh, the Commissioner so I think at this point in time there are still more questions than answers the Minister was supposed to use the opportunity yesterday in the Dáil to lay out her plans for the future of RTE and then she did everything but talking further uh, around in circles about the events of the last week, my view is exactly as I said in the Dáil yesterday afternoon, the national media have been treating RTE like it's the only show in town and I think that this very much suits Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil because while we're all talking about a crowd of wolves of Wall Street playing Monopoly money with public funds over in montrose we're not talking about the fact as i've mentioned already, um, the homeless figures are increasing even though they don't actually encapsulate the full reality of homeless figures here in Ireland and we've had the UHL CEO disappear and being replaced and we're seeing waiting lists worse now than ever. Um, one thing I have to commend the local media and Claire, especially yourselves, uh, Clare FM on is that you haven't taken the bait and talked about nothing but RTE over the past few months but have continued to press on with covering stories that are important to the everyday lives of the people
0: of Clare yeah, and we will continue to do that um not just Catherine Martin though I, I see you know even Kevin Backhurst who has replaced D Forbes as yes. uh, the DG at RT the director general has faced some criticism in some circles uh, the NUJ the national union journalists have expressed confidence in him do you have confidence in Kevin Backhurst to guide RT through this crisis and i suppose the the, the reform the the reformation of of our public uh, broadcaster
1: you know, I mean, we obviously need reform, but most importantly, because of the debacle, we need um, trust. And I think, you know, the very fact that he was in the room and didn't correct um, the, the information that was being given to the minister really does uh, pose questions about his credibility. And so at this point in time, I think I can say that I don't have confidence because, you know, that's um, a responsibility on his behalf to be able to give and ensure that the minister has the correct information. I know the minister has stated that the line of communication between her um, and RTE is supposed to be through the chair. But, I mean, if any one of us was in a room where we were hearing that there was incorrect information being given, we would absolutely put our hands up and correct that information because that is the right thing to do. Mm. He did not do the right thing. So in my eyes, you know, that does bring uh, confidence in his role and um, his position into question.
0: Just looking forward then to the future for ORT. uh Catherine Martin has said the exchequer funding has to be a consideration for the future. Mihol Martin, he says the government hopes to take a decision on the future funding of public service media before the summer recess, but he did add it's going to take some time to implement uh, those decisions. Although he said we need to collect as much licence fee revenue as we possibly can, but I think we all know the current the current model isn't really working we've seen all the people not paying their yeah. tv license out a protest at what's happening or what do you see Vilan as the way forward in terms of a funding model um, uh, or an alternative way of, of 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 gathering that license fee revenue for to keep T going as a going concern
1: yeah, I think, look, I, there's a lot of anger out there, especially in terms of the TV licence um, and the fact that they have continued to be proactive in, in trying to, I suppose, get the TV licence fee paid from each household while this saga has been unfolding. And I don't think that has that well on the public whatsoever um, I think it has to be uh, a case of either exchequer fun- funding or being brought back under the the um, the controller control of this, general, yeah, yeah. of this yeah absolutely. I mean, it can't continue the way it has been. This has been uh, massive amounts of money that have just been wasted or, or given to people who, quite frankly, didn't deserve it. Um, what meanwhile, lower paid members of staff of, at RTE have been treated very unfairly um, and very discriminatory, discriminatory as well at that. So um, I think, you know, RTE have proven that the, the those at the top have a, a significant level of arrogance and cannot be trusted with public money.
0: Okay we do have to leave it there for now but um, no doubt we'll be speaking to you again soon. Valda and thank you for being with us on Morning Focus. Thanks Alan.